it with me, my confidant. Wow, my mouth looks amazing when I do that. I kind of look like a giraffe. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome back to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. And really, truly, my friends, we don't know everything. And that is kind of what the podcast is about today, more so than every other week that it normally is about anyways, because we are doing sort of a fun little crowdsourced episode where I asked a lot of my friends and people I know to send me voice or text memos to talk about a specific subject, and we are going to listen to them here, comment on them, relate, ooh, garble in the fun of uh, commonality, or uh, get angry, get sad. Um, we're going to make mistakes, okay? I will warn you guys, this is a largely cishet episode. Um, I think... When I called out for the subject matter, which, spoiler alert, I mean, I think you can tell by the vagina uh, titling, is that this is all about vaginas and uh, how we feel about them, how we relate to them, the problems, the love, the hate, the joy, the suffering. Um, and when I reached out to some of my non-cis female friends, uh, I think they were probably more uh, reserved on just kind of giving me a quick soundbite because there is so much more involved in that conversation. And so while we did put the call out, it kind of uh, felt like it needed to have its own episode, really. It kind of needed its own space. I didn't want to just like loop it in and shorten it and all that shit just to match like the timing of this. So again, just clear warning, this does deal with a lot of cis vagina owners, and we will be working on uh, an opposite episode to that. Uh, yeah, so this episode is really fun because you're going to hear a lot of voices that you recognize, uh, some of your favorite people that have been on the podcast. You're also going to hear from some random people. I will uh, keep some of them anonymous. And before we get to that, uh, I just want to remind everyone, May is Mental Health Month, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, don't really know what that means because every day feels like mental health awareness day for me. Uh, but this isn't an ad, by the way. Uh, I do just want to put out since it is uh, mental health awareness month to, you know, check in on your strong friends, make sure your friends are okay. Um, try better help. Uh, that's the therapy app that I'm, uh, working with all the time. And I literally use them every week as therapy. I love them. Uh, if you can't afford therapy that, uh, just, Find something that makes your mental health feel um, like give it a vacation this month, right? Like let's give them this month to be as they are, right? Like we're all in quarantine. Just let it out. Let it be. Um, and I think we're going to probably do a more specific mental health episode this month. But just put that on your radars. Also, next week is Mother's Day. Just wanted to remind everyone, because I sure needed a reminder. Uh, well, so by the time you're listening to this, it's on Sunday, okay? And if it's past Mother's Day, you missed it. I'm sorry. You listened too late. But everyone, uh, don't forget about that day. You don't have to have a chosen mother, someone close in your life. I was raised by a nanny, and she is like my mother. So I really have, like, two mothers when I think about Mother's Day. Um, my mom wants the same exact fucking thing every year for Mother's Day, which is a handwritten poem. 
I don't know why. She's not like an artistic, sentimental person, but that's what she asks for every year. So I think this year I'm actually going to level it up a little bit and get a like wooden box to put the poems in because right now they're just in her nightstand and I feel like it would be nice to have like a little custom wooden box for her to put them in. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, other places that are like still delivering, uh, I ordered a Mrs. Fields cookie for my dad's uh, cancer remission anniversary last week. It is a little pricey. I think the cookie itself is like 35 and then plus shipping made it like 50 I think. So just be aware that $50 is a lot, but maybe try an edible arrangement, shop local, Etsy, you know, just do it soon because that's just going to creep up before you know it, especially with quarantine time. Quarantine time doesn't make sense. I was reading an article about it today. The reason why, if it feels really sped up to you, because I think some people, I, I was seeing a lot on social media of people being like, God, ugh, quarantine, the days are so long. What am I supposed to do? I'm so bored. I'm like, yo, I'm moving at the speed of motherfucking light in this quarantine and it's not like I'm well I was gonna say it's not like I'm doing extra but I am because I built a fucking garden but uh it, the days are I look down and I'm like how is it 7 30 already and the like theory behind this and I don't know if I've talked about this before but it kind of like freaked me out and made me a little bit sad but like the older you get in life the faster time goes because there's less monumental dates that your brain like grasps onto that's why I think like grandparents are so obsessed with their grandkids not because they love them and they're like genetically um, bound by DNA and blood but because their lives are moving so fast that grandkids slow them down right like there's more milestones to recognize so like yeah that does freak me out a little bit about getting older I mean I guess I just have to like keep doing epic shit as I get older because I think if you get into the routine of like the nine to five, the kids, the, you know, the grind. I mean, that's fine, right? But maybe like, let's try and make more, I don't know, holidays, memories. I would, I would have quit smoking weed a lot sooner than I did because I fucking fully don't remember like any of high school, bare, truly none of college. Uh, and I will say this, this year of being sober has gone by pretty quick, but in a way, that feels good you know like I'm not like oh it went by quick because I was blacked out half of it it just went by fast because like life was happening baby god damn it I got so sidetracked <laughs> for six minutes in and we haven't even fucking a okay uh let's get to the episode then um I was gonna title this I hate my vagina and uh then I was like well that's really upsetting I don't just want it to be a place a corner to complain so I asked everyone to tell me things that they love about the vagina and that they hate about the vagina so we get like a nice little balance and some of these I have not listened to yet I asked my friends and, and people I knew to text voice memos or text to me and I didn't want to like li pre-listen to them because I wanted to kind of like react and listen along with you guys so some of this I have no idea what it's gonna say I apologize for anything in advance that is not PC or the correct verbiage again like I know we say vagina and we really mean vulva okay I know we are unlearning a lot of what the fuck we were taught in sex ed. No one fucking taught us to refer to it as the vulva. So when I say vagina or vulva, it's it's not interchangeable, but like, just give me a break. Okay. So fucking hop off my vagina. <laughs> um, so la 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 la. Um, the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because I was thinking about 
you know, I do these week to week and I try to keep them relevant week to week. I don't want to like block shoot too many. Uh, that does also put a lot of stress on me because then I'm like, oh my God, I, like I'm all day thinking about it until the episode is up. But I could not fucking even function earlier this week when I normally like take time to plan out my work for the week because of another goddamn yeast infection. Now, listen, if you have been listening to Confidently Insecure and adult shit, I bet you, and my Instagram, I bet you there have been more episodes with me talking about how I do have a fucking yeast infection than don't. And I didn't know chronic yeast infections were a thing. This wasn't something I really like grew up with. This happened later on in my life. I can't really find a source. Uh, I've heard that it has to do with sugar intake, uh, your detergent. Um, I just bought a new detergent today at, at Target that's called like seventh generation. It's for sensitive skin. So we're going to give that a fucking try. If anyone has any goddamn recommendations for detergent, uh, I really have a hard time in the shower because I want to wash my pussy off. <laughs> Because it's flappy and sweaty and stinky and I'm afraid to put the fucking soap on it because I feel like, would you rather have a stinky pussy or an itchy pussy? And sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just fucking put the goddamn shower head hose on really high and just spray the shit out of it, but in a downward motion so I'm not douching. <sighs> I've been so plagued with chronic yeast infection issues. I cannot fucking tell you how many events or pictures or Instagram stories or things you have seen of my life that look like all hunky-dory and rainbow flowers in, in social media when I was really, oh my God, desperate to put my hands on my pants. And one, someone who submitted a text put something so fucking relevant in here about how like it's so wet and slippery down there that the itch is never satisfying. So even if I can get an itch down there, it's like, oh, fuck, it slid around like a fucking piece of jelly on bread where you're just like, oh, God, fucking, it's so hard to satisfy the itch. And I know I'm not supposed to itch it. I use the monostat cream. I use tea tree oil. I fucking wrote down some like little things you can try. You know, I use boric acid, okay, suppositories. Those are little pills that you shove up your puss. They're like, silky and pink looking and it's supposed to level out your ph i got ph testing strips off of amazon which uh you get like a little test tube basically and you pop it open you take out a strip and the little tip of the strip has like a little square that's the testing strip and you just shove that up your pussy but you can't do it after you pee because your pee is really i think acidic i don't know if that's right but it's it, it will change the result like if you Pee, if you get pee on it, it'll turn like black immediately. So you shove it up your puss and it goes from like light yellow to brown. And there's like green and tan in between. And like the darker it is, the worse your pH is. And so I did one of those strips. Of course, I was in the darker zone. And I'm just like, what did I fucking even do? Like, what did I even do to deserve this? Sometimes it's just your hormones. I've heard that like every time you get a period, you can get a yeast infection. Uh, I recently discovered this new thing which I can't believe with how much fucking research I have done about yeast infections I never came across this word but it is called oh god I, I better make sure that I'm saying this right luxurious genitals I'm gonna look it up just to make sure no not luxurious colors 
my autocorrect changed it to luxurious colors. Um, it's called like Lutrans, Lutrans, Sclerosis, Lichens, Lichens, L-I-C-H-E-N, Sclerosis. <sighs> And it's called white spot disease, and it is a chronic condition that causes thin white patches of skin, usually in the genital area. Uh, it's usually in premenstrual, postmenopausal women. However, uh, it can also be linked to genetics, immune disorders, traumas, or infection. Uh, and be warned if you're going to look at the photos, you know, if you Google anything genital related, you're going to see, but like basically there's white patches on like the vulva opening and like the okay hymen area and i know like if a hymen's broken it's still a hymen right like it's still this the vaginal wall and you can kind of see like that's what i think i'm dealing with anyway it's supposed to be itchy as fuck there's no cure of course <sighs> i don't know i scheduled a kind of appointment anyways i just want to put that out there and see if anyone had ever heard of that also i didn't know that your hymen could be so many different shapes when you're born sometimes women are born with or people with vaginas are born with... Oh, shit. People with vaginas are born... I don't know. Uh, it can be so many different shapes. And that can affect, like, how, you know, the hole opens and how that affects how you have sex and how painful it is. Um, so that's what I was dealing with earlier this week. And I just couldn't even fucking think about something else to fucking have an episode about. So... That's where the inspiration for this episode came from. So without further ado, I would like to go ahead and start the audio of my friends and uh, family and uh, others who sent me their audio. I think it's going to be really funny. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Let's start first with my friend, Brittany. Okay, hi. Sorry, this is a little late. Um, no, it's not. So my vagina. I love, love, love her. I have had a love, love relationship with her my whole life. Mm, lucky. Um, you know, when I... I actually didn't realize, though, until college that I have a really big clit. <laughs> um, like, I would get changed openly and freely. I was always very, like, whatever with people seeing my body. I never had any, like, shame or wanted to hide it or felt like it was, like, naughty parts. But my friends would kind of, like, talk about it behind my back. And then finally Ooh. someone said something in my face. So, like, your clit is huge. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I guess I just didn't realize they came any other way. Ooh. Like, I didn't watch a lot of porn. I didn't do a lot of research. So I had no idea that I had this enormous clit. <laughs> and, um, and then I think, like, once the seed was planted, like, I never had any shame. I didn't change my viewpoint of it. Ooh. But I was just like, oh, I do have an enormous clit. Um, and it's been something that, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't wear that bathing suit because it's not all going to fit in there. Mm. Like, legitimately, before I was born, like, when my parents went to um, their ultrasound to figure out the sex of the baby, they thought it was a boy. Like, they <laughs> literally were like, oh, there's a dick. Um, but it was just my huge Amazing. clit. But anyway, um, no, I, don't, I didn't have a lot of shame about it. But I did have a friend who had a similar vagina. And she had a lot of shame about it. And then after she got vagina her, twins. she got pregnant and had her baby, she got a labiaplasty. Mm. And um, she's like, it's amazing, da 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 And I've kind of been thinking about that, not for vanity's sake, but more for, like, I don't want this thing sagging down to my kneecaps when I'm Ooh. 70. Um, 
And then what else? Let's get to the love. I guess the only thing that's really changed in my vagina is like, I, obviously, like guys talk about this all the time, but the elasticity. Like I used to be able to take Are guys talking about like foot long dicks, and <sighs> obviously my husband doesn't have a foot long, foot long dick, but. Um, I do feel like a little more pain having sex now. Like it's not as stretchy, I guess, or lubricated. And um, part of that is because like I was, I think I was so drunk all of college when I was just like hooking up with everyone and I didn't really care if it hurt. And now I'm a little more sensitive to pain and I don't necessarily feel like it's um, sex is as enjoyable as it used to be because I think it used to be like a performance for me and now it's kind of just like okay yeah this is good and if I use the womanizer or like a sex toy to come I still come but like I don't I don't come without without using something else besides a penis um and then you know I think it's just like yeah it's changed she's gotten a little like sometimes I'll be having sex this is maybe TMI but sometimes I'll be having sex and like I'm wet and everything's good and then all of a sudden it just feels like somebody threw a fistful of flour in my vagina like (laughs) just like it dries up out of nowhere and I don't know what that is because it's not that I'm not enjoying it it just like gets dry it's very strange um but I love her we're on good terms and I hope this works I don't know okay love you bye That is Brittany. Oh, my God, you guys. She is so funny. She is a stand-up and comedian. She has a podcast. I was on it. Uh, She also has these things called Ho-To-Go bags, which are my favorite. We've done an ad for it here on the podcast before. But she has these bags that are for hoes, and it's everything you need for a ho night out, bachelorette party, birthday party, one night stand. Keep it in your lover's closet. Go check that out. Um, Thanks, Britt. Uh, Dude, you brought up so many good points. Uh, the college sex versus adult sex is so fucking true. Like just there it's hopefully a change that does happen for a lot of women, but I hope that there are, you know, you see how different pleasure becomes as you age, just because, you know, we're taught, we already know, we already are taught to see this big dick. And if it gets hard, it's a good thing. And if it doesn't, it's a bad thing. So it's our goal to make sure it's hard and that it comes. And like, whoo, you know, it's something you can see. Whereas like the puss is like, you know, you can see it and you can feel it, but you can't really see its mechanisms working unless like, you know, you got a micros- microscope in, a, in one of those like eyeglass things that the monopoly guy wears in his eye then put it in your fucking crease and you're up in there and you can really see the muscles contracting during an orgasm but yeah i think her also her point about the not being able to come without the a vibrator is so fucking common and that's exactly why i wanted to do this episode because i think there are so much so many more things that we can all relate to that we think are like just us or just happening to our pussies And I wanted, that's kind of why I wanted you guys to hear, like, you know, some of my friends who I knew wouldn't be afraid to share all of it that you can see we're more common. We have more fucked up problems than we think. And that like this issue at the end of the day is that we just don't have enough money and funds for women's health and reproductive rights research and studies. Okay. I'll get off my soapbox. Let's go on to the next person. You guys have heard me talk about this person a million fucking times. This is Lacey. This is my best friend in the world. She is married. She is a uh, thirties. <laughs> She's going to kill me for not saying 29. Um, and let's see what she has to say. Okay, here we go. 
Since I was younger, Ooh. sexuality was my superpower. Poetry, baby. I could give or withhold my vagina from whoever I pleased. Mm. For a long time, it felt like it was the only thing I had the ultimate power over. On the other hand, having to tame her with pills and IUDs, boxes and boxes of tampons and Ooh. doctor visits has made me feel like she was rebelling against me. She's like my fun and sexy friend of me. <laughs> now she sent me a part two. I have no idea what this could be. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it the same one? Yep, I just played it twice. Cool. Um, <laughs> thanks, Lace. Um, God, I didn't think about this before, but the fucking amount of tampons and the whole tampon tax. If you guys have not uh, heard about a woman named Nadia Okamoto, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Uh, she wrote a book called Period Power. If uh, anyone needs resources and stuff, that's a really good book. And it's also got an amazingly cute cover. It's like pink with red nails around a pussy. It's very cute. Um, the amount of fucking tampons I have bought in my life until the diva cup was like mainstream was crazy. And I was a die hard tampon user. And I would like scoff at women who used pads because I'd be like, Oh my God. Like I, for some reason I felt more adult because I was using a tampon. I was like, I can stick something in my pussy and you can't, I don't know why I felt that way, but I just felt like tampons were more, like adult woman and pads were more like training period things. I'm glad I don't feel that way now because as I've gotten older, which is something you will hear or uh, hear me talk about with other people's responses is that as we've gotten older, our cramps have gotten worse. Our periods seem to have gotten so much worse. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're doing more with them, you know? But um, yeah, so the idea of using a tampon when I'm having like the worst fucking cramps I can't even imagine how it must feel for people that have stuff like vulvodynia or uh, interstitial cystitis or endometriosis. It's like fucking pads are the key, baby. But then we say that with a harsh asterisk that they're not good for the environment. None of these things are, right? And it's like, how many fucking things can I fucking worry about? My body rights, the environment. It's like, do I have space? So fucking do it all. I don't know. Sometimes I just got to do what feels good. And I know that there are like environmentally friendly pads, like reusable ones. But like, I don't know that I really have like the time for that. I've used Thinks, I think is what they're called. Thinks underwear where you just free bleed into them. Those are great for sleeping. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? The Diva Cup pads, tampon. I think that's it, right? Any hoozle. Uh, I really liked the Diva Cup. I have not used it recently because my cramps have gotten so much worse ever since getting off birth control um I got really bad fibroids and uh it's just more intense so the cup doesn't feel as comfortable as it did when I started so maybe that's something to also note is that if your periods are less intense maybe the diva cup is a good option for you okay moving right along this one is from an anonymous person in my life and I'm just gonna give her a voice um I asked her to just tell me something good and bad. And she said, people have hair in the vagina. Jesus, mine is just on my labia. Well, used to be in the 90s anyway. My vagina doesn't bother me. Bother me. My uterus is being a fucking cunt right now, though. <laughs> I just thought that was funny that her uterus was being a cunt. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to the next person. Here we go. 
So the thing that I love most about my vagina is that it is uh, really easy for me to have an orgasm mm. or to have multiple orgasms during sex. And I think the thing that I uh, like the least about my vagina or uh, I guess being a woman in general is that as I've gotten older, um, it seems like my periods are getting a lot worse mm. and a lot. Um, See? It's taking more of a toll on my body. It feels like each month um, it really knocks me on my ass. Mm. It makes me a lot more emotional. My cramps are getting mm. a lot worse. Um my sleep is affected. Um, my hormones are a lot more up and down, like it feels like. Um, so I would say that's definitely the uh, thing that I dislike most about mm. my vagina or being a woman in general. Thank you for that entry. I don't know if they wanted to be anonymous or not, so I'm just going to leave them anonymous since uh, it doesn't say. But, oh my gosh. Yeah, see what I mean? Like, that's a uh, first person to say that they think it gets uh, worse as they get old, if they get older. And there's something also to be said about hormones. We did have Candace Birch on last week. And uh, I think one or two of you wrote in to me about her answer about PCOS, which um, I kind of wanted to just quickly address. Uh, I don't think Candace meant any harm by talking about diet with PCOS. I don't think she was meaning to fat shame or body shame anyone that um, does deal with PCOS um, and has a higher body weight. And uh, I simply just don't know enough about it. I don't know enough PC about PCOS. I don't have it. And um, it was funny, like in my in our Confidently pod group text with um, – Autumn, who's our new social media manager. Hi, Autumn. And Brooke, who's been the OG forever. Uh, we were talking about it, like how to address it. And I was kind of like, you know, even my friends that have it, they only say they have it, right? Like they say they have it and the symptoms. And like, I don't know that anyone really knows. And that there is a... Uh, more holistic approach that you can take with like balancing out um, a lot of other factors uh, like lifestyle and sometimes it's just genetic so there's like really nothing you can do about it but that's I think that's what's frustrating is like even when I look at my friends who do suffer from it and like fucking suffer they don't have answers themselves either and it's really frustrating and again I don't think Candace meant anything wrong about the um the diet and PCOS, but just something, a, a factor that I think people have talked about. Um, if you hear the door creaking in the background, that's Jared walking by. Okay, there he goes. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next. Uh, this is a text from an anonymous friend, and they say, I love that my vagina is power. I have never been less horny than during these quarantine times. I'm barely bathing and I essentially look like a couch with eyelashes. <laughs> I love this person so fucking much. They know who they are. I now, I now find myself using my vagina as a tool for negotiations with my partner during quarantine. Like, if he wants to touch my vagina and I'm not in the mood, I will think of something I want really bad that I know he hates like an ice cream maker. 
<laughs> and then we'll have sex and he's very happy and I have an ice cream maker <laughs> that I'll surely store on the floor due to lack of space and stub my toe on. The moral of the story is we should, know, we should show more compassion and less judgment for sex workers. <laughs> Girl, you are so funny. I love this person so much. She is a very funny writer, creator, friend of mine. And it's true. Like, the moral of the story is we should all show more compassion and less judgment for sex workers. Uh, and the fact that she wants an ice cream maker made me LOL. Because I have to imagine if the ice cream makers at McDonald's are always out. And they have, like, fucking manufacturing... I don't know if that's a word, manufacturing, manufacture grade ass products. One off Amazon must be problematic as hell, right? Like there's no way the one off Amazon is easy to clean or to work. Does anyone have an ice cream maker? Shoot me a DM. Let me know. I don't know that I want to make ice cream particularly. I just think I want to know more about it. All right, moving on. You all know this next person. You love her. She's been on the podcast. One of my dear friends for a long time now. Frederica, ladylike ransom. So the older I've gotten, the worse my cramps have gotten. Mm. So that's kind of what I hate about mm. my vagina. Like just being in a lot of pain mm. in my abdomen and my stomach area during my period. Mm. Um, I also wish the hair on my vagina was, like, not so thick. What I love about my vagina is that it is a tsunami punani, (laughs) and I can orgasm. Oh, my God. If there is not tsunami punani merch, we are making it and giving the money to Freddie. Holy shit. I need to get my social media girls on that ASAP. Freddie, you have some coin coming your way. Sorry, she's not done. Here we go. Uh, pretty easily. And yeah, I think it's cute. It's a cute little pocket. <laughs> Freddie, I love you. It's a cute little pocket, she says. It really is. You can store things in it. You shouldn't. It could get infected or agitated. Lord knows I wouldn't try. But uh, yeah, that's really cute. She brings up a good point about hair thickness and thinness. We have someone else that wrote in, let me just scroll down, um, that they talk about. Oh, here we go. This is from an anonymous older listener, which I love. Uh, The fact that we have someone that listens of this age that says, nobody tells you that after 60, your vagina becomes somewhat like an old hound dog. It sags and has a bit of an odor. Thank God for labiaplasty. (laughs) So listen, it changes over time, right? Like I remember my pubic hair feeling very pillowy, flowy in the wind. And I've also hooked up with people that have very curly hair. Mine is fucking straight as a board. No matter how long I let it grow in. Y'all, I let that shit grow sometimes. But that shit is straight as fuck which is weird because my head hair is not straight it's very curly in fact um by the way i hope you guys like my quarantine look obviously i put on a t-shirt for you i was just wearing my sports bra earlier but i thought i'd get dressed up for my confidants um but yeah pubic hair is so fascinating we've talked about it before because we don't want to infantilize pussies and that's what porn does that's what the media does that you know if you like it bare great And that hair also serves a purpose to uh, block things from getting in it, bacteria, 
um, and you know, materials from your whatever you're doing, wherever you're putting your pussy on. I don't know. I just imagine someone like scooting their pussy along the carpet like a dog with their legs up in the air like a vacuum. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know nobody is vacuuming their carpet with their pussy like a dog that has an itchy butthole. But <laughs> if you had pussy hair, you wouldn't pick up as much stuff is what I'm trying to say. Oh, Christ. Um, yeah, so pussy hair is such an interesting topic because obviously we all remember that wave of um, shaving that came in. I think it was like 90s, you know, like women of the 80s were more free love coming off the disco and, and hippie era. And I think in the 90s and 2000s was when it was like fucking make that shit like a fucking slippery, slippery dolphin, like a fucking smooth stone. And I go back and forth. I generally have pubic hair. I'll keep it like nice and triangly. Um, but I like to let that shit grow dog. As soon as my, I gave my body permission to do that, like mentally, I've really enjoyed the hair. I like having it there. I like the way it looks. Um, now when I shave it all the way off, it's usually for some like random reason. Like I'll be in the shower looking at it and I'll be trimming away. And then this side's a little uneven, this side's a little uneven and I keep going and then I keep going. And then I'm like, well, maybe I should do the lips because they're getting a little overgrown. And then I shave all that shit off. And then I'm like, well, then that feels weird because that's really smooth. And Okay. And then it just keeps going. And before I know it, I'm bald as an eagle. And there we have it. Uh, and the, um, the fucking razor burn and the ingrown hairs that come after are fierce, y'all. My mom got me something for my birthday a few years ago called Beaver Bomb. And it is spelled, I think, like B-V-E-R, like Beaver, Beaver Bomb. And I don't know what the fuck is in it. But y'all, this shit has completely stopped ingrown hairs and razor burn from my puss. I actually haven't used it anywhere else, but it leaves a really nice fit. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about like a wood stained desk at fucking home goods. It leaves a really nice finish on my pussy where um, it feels like I have slathered some sort of like thick wax over it. And it's nice. It's not like a it's not like a clunky or like hot feeling. It's just nice and smooth, like a nice sheet of wax. <laughs> you guys, I promise it's a good thing. Okay, here we go. Moving on to our next person. This is an anonymous uh, e entry. Uh, they say, "I hate that I can't come from sex and only from a strong vibrator." makes me feel like there's something wrong with me that I can only feel pleasure if I force my vagina into it. Worried I'll never be able to be 100% with a man because I'll be too insecure about whether I'm making him feel insecure for not getting me off. What I love about my vagina is that it reminds me I'm a strong woman. Obviously, every month it tells me I'm healthy and well and as feminine as I want to be, but also every day. After you get a UTI once, every day you don't have one is a gift. Boy, oh motherfucking boy, thank you so much to this person for being so vulnerable be, be vulnerable because I think the topic of uh, orgasm, A, like I have to preface all of this with like orgasm is a privilege, right? We've talked about that with August McLaughlin when she came to talk about girl boner um, because so, so many people cannot reach climax and so... 
you know, it's a guilt thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, I'm able to come, but only a certain way. And it's like, does that make my, you know, insecurity any less bad because I can come? No, we still feel our feelings. And the idea that vibrators do it better or our hands do it better or just ourselves, we do it better. I don't think should be a bad thing because that's when we're at our most private, right? Like, especially masturbating, you can really do whatever the fuck you want in your head. You can go wherever you want to go. And the idea of actually bringing someone else into it and their body part into it adds an extra layer of pressure. So I don't think we should be so, so hard on ourselves that even if we are with a partner, you know, we feel a certain thing, especially if you are clitorally stimulated, that you need that vibration or that movement on your clit to come. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's like how your body works, right? But... I say that not to negate this person's obviously concern because there is such a fucking power dynamic with coming and sex. There shouldn't be, but there is, right? Like the idea of like the guy getting off first and then them trying to get you off. And if you're not like staring them dead in the eyes and coming right into their face, they're like, is it me? Do you not like me? I mean, the men get into here too. And... I say that with women too. Like I have hooked up with women where I thought it was going to be a breeze because we both know the pussy so well and, you know, it's been difficult and it's nobody's fault. It's a new body part, right? All that to say, I think like this issue is a tough issue to bring up with someone that you're just casually sleeping with, right? Like I don't know how in-depth people are willing to go with that kind of conversation, especially if like you're drinking or if, if it's in like a passionate rush of you know, an after date, uh, sort of activity. (laughs) Um, but I wish we could all be at a place where we could say these things without being judged or fear of judgment or fear of giving that other person a lot of anxiety. Right. Because if you were to be like, Hey, just like FYI, don't worry if I don't come, I still really enjoy sex. Like truly like the entire thing is amazing. I just might not come like no biggie then how are they going to take that, right? Like they might be super in their head. They might try super hard. They might do some flips and flips and tricks and shit they don't do just to try and please you. And so, you know, you, it's a, I hate that it's a communication thing, but it is right. Like all sex stuff usually does come down to like consent and communication. Um, Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. Okay. Let's move on to the next person. Hi, uh, it's Gabby Conti, and um, my relationship with my vagina uh, coming from my bathroom is that I think the biggest issue I have with it is the fact that we, vagina people, people with vaginas, um, get urinary traction, urinary uh, oh my god <laughs> you got yeast infections yep. and um, urinary tract infections yeah. and I've gotten both and they're very very painful in addition to periods which is also both. a pain um, my body like really changes every time I PMS I get my period it's less of like um, like I feel like my, my boobs grow an extra size yep. which I guess like sounds nice to some people <laughs> but it's it's painful and mm. it's not fun and mm. I hate having like meltdowns that I feel like I need another bra mm. uh, every single month um and then the urinary tract infections and yeast infections are are the worst and the way that's handled um i i just i've had so many bad cases with like you know uh, how hard it is to get Uh. the prescription um is is crazy to me um because it is such textbook 
um, when you have one and you've had mm-hmm. them before, you know what they are. Yep. You know the difference. And it's crazy to me that we can't just get mm-hmm. the medication to, to cure them uh, with over-the-counter. It, it's crazy that you have yep. to talk to a doctor. Mm-hmm. A lot of times yes. doctors want what you to go fuck? in, schedule an appointment, and it's just it's just a headache. Oh, my God. Um, and also, you know, buying tampons every month gets expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, right I feel personally attacked by this toilet paper thing right now <laughs> because I feel like I use more toilet paper as Ooh. a vagina owner. Uh, Gabby Condi coming through with the fucking truth. Oh my God, I have so many things to say. First of all, her book just came out. She was on the podcast promoting it a few months ago. Now it is fucking out. It's gorgeous. It's actually sitting right on my coffee counter. Oh shit, you guys can't see. It's too far away. I can't move from this chair without fucking up the microphone. It's very cute. If you don't even want to read it, which you should, you could use that as the most cute decor because it is has a gorgeous cover. I Clearly, I'm a cover whore for books, aren't I? Okay. Thank you, Gabby, for submitting. Go buy your book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. Uh, there's a chapter where I'm in it. I am called a, a character named Leslie, BT Dubs. Okay. First of all, I didn't even think about the toilet paper situation right now. We totally use more toilet paper because we got three fucking holes to take care of. And Jared and I have this conversation a lot because when he moved in, it wasn't intentional, but he leaves the fucking toilet seat up all the time. We talked about it in that episode about moving in with your partner. I have made the argument. He's like, well, why don't you just put it down? And I've made the argument, statistically, in this household, more people need to sit down than stand up, which is true. My roommate has his own bathroom, so he doesn't count. But between him and I, he has to shit, I have to shit. I have to be, and he has to be standing up. It's three versus one, put the fucking toilet seat down. Uh, And then going to the medication aspect of yeast infections and UTIs. I have been on the internet at 3, 4 in the morning with the worst fucking pain trying to find these homeopathic anything that I can do to relieve the pain, itching, burning sensation. Not to mention that a lot of times yeast and UTI infections get confused for BV, bacterial vaginosis. It's called an STI because it is a sexually transmitted infection. It is not a transmitted disease, which is why we call them STIs now. And just know that there is also that. I don't know any like home diagnosis things for BV yet, but just know that that is also a third option when we're talking about yeast and uh, UTIs. The medication aspect where you are just so desperate and you usually feel the pain worse at night because you're lying down, your body's trying to heal, you're more focused on the pain because you're not out living life. There are so many articles about why it sucks so much more when you go to bed. I have found myself in... So much pain that the thing I can recommend the most is a cold water tea tree oil soak. Okay, let me refrain that. Also, always check with your doctor, but this is just what's worked for me after so many years of having these. You put like three or four inches of water in your bathtub, make it nice and cold. Just a few, I mean like one or two drops of tea tree oil because that shit can also be bad for, uh, you don't want to like put it internally because that, it, not, no bueno. Uh, there have also been people that say like teacher oil can aggravate skin, but I think as far as like, as long as you're put diluting it enough in that big ass bathtub. So you put a couple inches, two drops of teacher oil and you fucking sit. And I have literally fallen asleep sitting up in my bathtub in the middle of the night because of how bad the pain is. Also, I wrote down just some of the stuff, just like some of the reasons why I hate my vagina because I just needed to get it out. And I put down besides periods, cramps, acne, etc. I have had chlamydia. 
painful sex, HPV, leap procedure twice to remove the HPV. I have chronic yeast infections, UTIs, fibroids, and fucking bacterial vaginosis. And now I think I've got this new thing, this lichen cirrhosis. Who fucking knows? Um, but the fact that medication is so hard to access when we know exactly what it is, it for me, it's diflucan every single time. That's what kills it. That's what knocks it out. Sometimes I have to take two. Uh, there are apps that are, uh, I think they're like, you can pay per visit if you don't have insurance or if you have insurance, usually an app comes with it that you can video chat with a doctor. For instance, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. They have an app called Teladoc. Um, there's one medical, which I'm pretty sure anyone can sign up for. Um, anyways, I have been in, I think the worst yeast infection I ever had was when I went to new Orleans with my girlfriends on a girl's trip, literally like girl's trip movie. We went and, uh, it was so fucking hot out. We were walking around all day in shorts. We were sweating. Uh, God knows that's probably what started it, but I was in so much fucking pain. I think I got a fever and like had to go home early and all the girls were out and I got up in the middle of the night and video timed with a doctor and he was like, okay, I sent it to the nearest Walgreens. I'm out of town by the way. So I don't even know where like the drugstores are. I fucking walk to the Walgreens because we didn't have a car uh, and I didn't feel comfortable Ubering in the middle of the night like that by myself uh, in a foreign city. Uh, I walked to Walgreens only to find out that they're open 24 hours, but their pharmacy is not 24 hours. And I was like, what the fuck? That makes, I thought it was a the double deal. So I had to wait till eight in the morning when they opened on a Sunday to collect my pussy medication. And like, by the time I was coming home from Walgreens in the middle of the night, like the girls had just come home from their night out and they were like, Oh my God, are you okay? And it was the fucking worst. And I was like, I just need Diflucan. That's all I need. I do not want to wait any longer. And so ever since that trip, which was probably two years ago, we went for New Orleans Pride. Uh, I carry Diflucan in all of my travel bags. I carry at least two. And you can tell your doctor that you need to. Like sometimes that's what it takes to kill it and really knock it out. So um, if you are someone that suffers from that, even if you don't, I think everybody should have some motherfucking boric acid and Diflucan in their travel bag, period. No pun intended. Okay, moving on. End rant. Uh, This is the next submission. This is an anonymous submission. They say, vagina is faux. Once a month, it breaks on me, usually during the most inopportune time, e.g. a hot date. So not only do I break out the week before, like a fat, depressed cow, I deal with the acne scars and the bloody vag for the week following. So menstruation challenges take about half of my year. I think mine is quite ugly due to the labia beef curtains. Makes me self-conscious during sex. Questions you want to answer to your partner. Questions you want to ask your partner. Does it smell bad? Taste bad? Is it too dark? Do you think it's ugly? How does it feel? Is it well-shaved too prickly? I'm sorry, it's not a porn vag. I just want to have a real eye-rolling back-in-my-head orgasm, but number three prevents it. Hell, I'm old and I'm not sure if I've ever even had a true orgasm. As for what I like, sex, I can have sex with the thing. (laughs) I know this person. That's why I'm laughing because I just love them. And I'm just like, I can hear this in their voice. So, uh, clearly, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot here, right? Like the beef curtains thing. Like we grew up in a culture where for some reason men have a fucking opinion about what level of skin we have in a certain area because they've watched porn and seen 
that someone somewhere decided that this is what a pussy should look like. Imagine if the first person to do like porn like that was like, you know what? Women with long labias is the perfect fucking pussy. And then we're sitting here all putting fucking weights on our vagina, trying to pull our lips down to achieve that. It's like, if a man thinks that that's what a pussy should look like, again, I say this all the time, they are not mature enough to be around the fucking pussy. If they can't taste the pussy, they don't deserve to eat the pussy. Um, I have definitely asked all of these questions to partners. I don't know that I've ever asked them to a one-night stand, but the does it smell bad, taste bad, is it too dark, do you think it's ugly? I've definitely, definitely asked to long-term relationship people. Um, all the time to Jared, I'll be like, is this bad? Can you taste this? Can you smell this? Because sometimes I can fucking smell it through my fucking jeans. And I don't know if that's what pheromones are or if it's straight up just my stank, rank puss. But I'll be like can you smell this? And he'll usually say no. I mean, I don't think he's ever said yes, which is why I believe it's maybe pheromones. I can smell my own pheromones. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Someone let me know what I'm saying incorrectly here. But I will have him like do a taste test just to make sure before he goes down on me. And if it's bad, he'll still fucking do it sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't think he really cares that much. Like I said, it's, I think it's also like a comfortability thing between us. Um, but yeah, I also... Do not give a fuck what he thinks about my pussy, but I also want, I love him and I take in consideration his feelings. There we go. That's how I wanted to say that. Um, but I've definitely asked him. I've always, oh my God, his sexual adventures, the amount of people he's, I probably shouldn't say that, the amount of people he's slept with. Like, I want to know, like, what is the craziest pussy you've ever seen? Like, have you ever slept with someone with like a pierced clit, like hairy butthole? Like I want to know it all. And that's just because I'm obsessed with these kinds of things. But some people would like fucking die and roll over in their grave if their partner asked them this. So I don't know. Just don't be like me is what I'm trying to say. Moving on to my beautiful, beautifully sold friend, Daisy. And I think theirs is a little long. So just FYI. Okay. I'm sitting in my front garden with my friend, can I say your name? Sophie. Sophie, hi. Sophie. And this is Daisy. Hi, Daisy. And our neighbor is blasting 50s swing music. Oh. So this is going to be great. We're going to talk about our vagina out here. Cute. Um, so let's talk about, let's start on a positive note. Let's talk yeah. about what we like about them. Hell yeah. perfect. Oh. Sophie said she thinks hers is perfect. Elaborate on that. It's literally perfect so yes, what makes a perfect vagina i think it's like just a friendly size you know it's like the equivalent of like when you grab a boob and it's just like your handful and you're like mm, perfect yeah i think my vagina is the equivalent of like if you touch it you're like oh that's like the perfect it's touch good. yeah Aww. like my clit is just tucked so perfectly under like you know the, the wings of the vagina yeah and Aww. all of it is like perfectly Aesthetic. shaped and no shape in any other sizes, but mine is just right for me. It's like, you know, like, not too big, not too small. Like, I yeah. think mine is literally... The Goldilocks of vaginas. The Goldilocks of vaginas. <laughs> and I'm blessed. Blessed. Tosh, Tosh, Tosh. good. Yeah. My vagina feels good. You start... Wait. You have something positive to say about your vagina. Positive to say... Hmm. I love Daisy. My vagina makes me feel good. Like, I can make myself come quite easily which is nice True. I think that's a bit of a I mean if I'm in my head then I can't mm. um it happens but it if happens. I'm like Relatable. in the right mood 
and like porn gets me there quicker, but I also try not to watch porn so that I can like work mm. on getting there mentally by myself. Men have that problem too. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, also I have a really good vibrator, like really good. It was like two hundred dollars. I don't even know what it's called. I'll look oh it up. Oh my um, god! But it's really nice. Two hundred dollars because it just the, yeah. it really does the Sex trick. Sex toys are expensive. That's good. And then aesthetically, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I I keep it kind of cleaned. I have like a landing strip usually because if I let it grow too much, it gets itchy. <laughs> Grow, you know, and like now because of quarantine, I've been letting it, it grow up because I don't really care about. Well, obviously, no one's seeing it. True. But it's it's just itchy. So then I find myself shaving it just for me. The shaving makes it itch for me. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so you know when you're like well, at the beach and you see that guy with the really hairy chest and you're like, oh, that's so much hair. Yeah. And like, I just don't want to cuddle up with that. Yeah. That's how I feel about my vagina. Like, it's a lot. I, like, it's a lot. And I don't want to. Yeah, my vagina will go like all the way down my, my the side of my leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really, I'm oh my God. I'm really. Yeah. What I don't like is that the hair captures the smell of the pee. What I don't like about pee is it smells like the streets of New York. Yeah. I don't need to smell that. I'm a hoo No. Right? No, no, thank you. So I The smell is... That is so funny. My idea that your pussy smells like the streets of New York is the best insult I've ever fucking heard. Unless you're a New Yorker and you're like, what, lively and twinkly? Like, holy shit. Um... I'm going to stop them there just because uh, we have a few more to get to. Actually, yeah. (laughs) And I don't want this to go on too long. But Daisy and Fred Sophie, I love you guys. That is so funny. Yeah, it's unique that um, a lot of people talked about aesthetic when I asked. um, Because that's the first thing I thought of, too. Um, Jared and I joke that he could, like, pick my pussy out of any lineup. And we actually did try that once for Joe's vlog where I drew them. And he knew, like... Literally, it took one second for him to go like, oh, that one, because I have like, how do I explain this? I think I've explained this on the podcast before, but I have like uh, my, let's see, my like right labia tilts to the left. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. You guys could go watch. Ugh, It's Joe's vlogs and see what I'm talking about if you are utterly confused. Um, okay, I would love to read this next person's. Uh, she is my friend Kate, and not Kate Peterman, not the one you guys are thinking of, um, but my other friend Kate. And she wrote, My Vagina, a late night think piece by Kate. <laughs> I hate when my vagina itches. Last I checked, it was a normal itching, nothing to be concerned about, but I hate it so much. It's all soft and wet down there, so it's never a satisfying itch when I try to get rid of it. That's what I was talking about earlier, you guys, that this person, she gets it, Kate. I hate having to do any hair maintenance on it. I started getting laser, full Brazilian, and then was like, ugh. But what will my future partner's preferences be? Do they like some hair? No hair? It's exhausting. Sorry, I had to burp. I know a friend that lasered it all off and kind of regrets it because they were like you know it's more permanent than they thought it was going to be and now it comes back in patches okay uh moving on I hate that my vagina has feelings like when I watch a video of a baby it's like give me one of those (laughs) it's annoying and I I wonder if it messes with my decision making with partners because it's like I want his sperm in particular it needs to chill I hate that my vagina can only come so far when I'm on top during sex same or it used to be same and I wish I could climax with some variety 
Kate, we need to talk about this because I have the same fucking thing. I hate my period. I hate that my vagina is the thing that has to be protected to not get pregnant. So I have an IUD, which I love for the low maintenance, but fucking hate that it is caused my periods to suck. I hate my periods in general, but I especially hate when I feel so wet that I think I have my period and then I definitely don't. It's just fucking annoying. Side note, in my case, I just have like bloops, like drops of water, like bloop. And I'm like, oh, that was my period. And I'm like, nope, just discharge. Just a whole lot of moist. Sorry, I said it. Discharge. I thought we were going to get through this whole podcast episode without me saying the word moist. Didn't happen. Uh, I hate that my vagina takes all the attention from guys. So sometimes they just want that. Or if they can't have that, then they can never even be my friend. Dick move. More on the dude than my vagina, but still frustrating that it has that power. Okay, on to love. I love that no one can tell me in public or any setting deemed inappropriate when my vagina is super turned on. The number of times I've been horny as fuck at the weirdest time is immeasurable. So thank God I don't have to deal with boners. Hey, true. Uh, I love that my vagina can feel tickled, pleasured by my jeans hitting the right spot. Ugh, true. Or like sitting just in a chair the right way. <laughs> I love the way my vagina looks. I think I was blessed with an aesthetically pleasing vagina. I even had an ex comment on it when he first saw it that it was a really nice vagina. And then she has this emoji with the hands up like, mm. uh, contrary to a hate I listed, but I also love that my vagina has so much power. My vagina has gotten some great dick when she wanted it. My vagina can create actual life. I love that it's capable of growing a small human. I love that my vagina can orgasm. It's by far its best trick. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, that was a lot of great stuff, especially about the things about IUD. I have gone back and forth. I am currently not on any form of birth control. We do practice safe sex in our own fun way, but I feel like I need to get the IUD. I'm just fucking scared because of all the vagina problems I have like how do I know my yeast infections aren't going to get worse because it's like allergic to string <sighs> whatever okay moving on to the next person this is titled my poon by the way she's <laughs> nice long intro. I really like to talk about my vagina in third person like when I'm <laughs> one time I hooked up with a guy and I was writing his face nice. and I literally said out loud, she deserves everything she's getting right Love now. Uh, and then, you know, like I'll go to the gyno and they'll be like, hey, so how are things? And I'll be like, she's a little sick. Yep. Or she's <laughs> a little upset. Um, I just really feel like the two of us are in this together. Aww. It's ride or die. Mm. We're all we've got. Mm. So we've got to get to know each other and work together well in order to, you know, get the best out of life and mm. uh, sex. <laughs> and sex. Um, I don't know. This person didn't tell me if they want to be anonymous or not. So I'm just going to leave them. But they are amazing and they have an amazing Instagram. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um so much there. Uh, I love that you refer to it in third person because I think we all do at some point in time, especially at the guy now. I am like, girl, you are going to become best friends with her. She's going to be your best friend because she needs a lot of attention. She's very high maintenance. And the idea that like we're in this life together, right? Like as far as I know, I think you're only given one pussy. Like I don't know if you can get sex confirmation on yourself for another person. Pussy. Does anyone know? Someone let me know if you can do like a pussy transplant. Anyways, that's I that's why I feel so frustrated because I love, love, love my vagina. And I am infuriated that she is always sick and dealing with shit. 
It's like taking care of a child and I try not to be mad at her. I don't ever think I have the feelings of being mad at my vagina. I know a lot of people who have chronic illness, you know, dealing with endometriosis, um, side plug. My good friend Laura Parker's book just came out called Vagina Problems about all of that. So something to definitely check out if you deal with that. Um, yeah, the idea that you're in this together is so tough because if you're given a vagina that either, you know, doesn't feel like yours or is always sick or causing problems or pain can be so frustrating. And so I guess that's my advice on that one is to like try and look at it like it's your child. Take care of it like you would a best friend, right? Sometimes it leaves a little tough love, but mostly you just got to kind of be kind to it and silly and joke around with it. Okay, this is an anonymous person, and I think I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to um, the part I listened to earlier. Let me see here if I can skip ahead. Oh, I maybe can't. I feel like I have so much to mm. say about this topic, about my vagina, but I don't know where to start because I never talk about it, mm. ever, and... I've gone through so many different phases with my vagina and how I feel towards her and how I connect with her. And I'm going through a phase right now where I feel like I have a lot of issues there because there was a lot of shame that sort of came up the past two years around sex and enjoying myself and pleasure and I don't know what happened because I feel like I used to have a lot better relationship or maybe I just wasn't aware of some of the underlying issues that I hadn't looked at yet but I've become so self-conscious of my vagina it's crazy and I hate it I hate that I'm so self-conscious and I get so nervous whenever I'm gonna share that part of my body with someone else now and I don't think I used to be like that but now it's become sort of something where I'm just petrified and I'm going to share some I'm going to really open up because I think this is so important I think it's so important that this conversation is had and I don't talk about it enough and so I'm going to share a couple things so I definitely have a self-consciousness issue with how my vagina looks Mm. and I never really knew that you know some women were getting plastic surgery to sort of make their vagina look the way it's supposed to look in quotes and I didn't really know that that existed and then that kind of broke my heart when I found that out and then not only did it break my heart it made me question how my vagina looks like Mm. is my vagina does it does it not look attractive like I don't fucking know how am I supposed to know what an attractive vagina looks like I don't I've never been somebody who's been into porn like Mm. I feel very much connected to my sexual energy but I've just never really been into porn so I've only seen it once. People might think that's crazy, wow. but I don't know. Just Wow, I'm just pausing real quick to acknowledge that. I think that is I'm you know, not using the word crazy. I do think that is not um the majority. That is the minority to have only watched porn once is okay, I'm going to say it. It's crazy, right? That is crazy, but it's not incorrect and it is not to be shamed and it is not unusual it is not weird it is not wrong I want to make sure that that is noted for me it's just like that is 
pretty fascinating and amazing that that's only once with how much our media, you know, praises it. Um, this person definitely goes very deep and emotional. And I want to keep playing this, this one for me. So anyways, my vagina is something I started feeling self-conscious about because that came into my awareness. And then another thing that I'm super self-conscious about when it comes to my vagina is the skin of my vagina and the hair thing, because I always thought it was like the most attractive thing that guys liked if you had no hair or whatever. So I started shaving the hair on my vagina when I was younger and started having sex because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And I would get so self-conscious oh. <laughs> when I had hair. That music in the background was Jared sampling a song. I'm so sorry. And when I was hooking up with someone and I would like feel like I had to warn them or something. And then a lot of times they wouldn't care, but somehow I still cared. I don't know what it was, but then what happened was shaving my vagina. I started getting terrible uh, reactions to that. Mm -hmm. I had really bad uh, razor burn that would happen and that was not good. So I started waxing mm -hmm. and then over time the wax never just I destroyed tried. my skin with it. horrible ingrown hairs and it was so harsh on my skin. It would burn my skin, mm. but I would still do it because I thought, what, yep. what else am I supposed to do? Like wow. I need to get my vagina waxed so that I can be accepted sexually. Mm. And then, you know, the waxing was a disaster, so I switched to sugaring, which is a fucking Never done painful that bitch. Like, that shit is worse than waxing. Oof. But I would do that. And that helped my skin, but I feel like I have, you know, so many sort of... Uh, I guess I just... <sighs> That sucks that I feel like I have to sort of remove the hair to feel confident. But when I do, I get all these issues with it. And then I'm more self-conscious because if the skin's not perfect, like, I'm going to be so honest. Like, there have been times where I've literally put makeup on the skin wow. around my vagina to make it look better. Oh, honey. Wow. And that's so bad. Like, that skin is sensitive there. I don't know mm. if we should be putting makeup there. Like, no. that is not... Yeah something that seems natural and i fucking hate that i have to do that it's hard like why can't to. i just let it be <sighs> and uh Funny. yeah oh, it's kind of sucks yeah so now i'm getting emotional <laughs> right now i you know i'm just letting my vagina be especially during this quarantine like yeah. there's hair and i'm not seeing anyone so i'm just yeah. gonna let it chill so, and it yeah. feels like the skin's healing and that feels good but you know I, I also haven't had sex in a while because i've been self-conscious and even before this like i don't know there's just been issues with it man like mm -hmm. I, I don't know why in the past year or two it's come up more but i think it has a lot to do with shame around it yeah. and it's sort of one of those things that like i don't I feel like I'm so in touch with my self. Oh, I think that was my computer because I heard that my texting thing was on, so I paused it. I feel like I have there so much to say about... Oh. So one thing that I love about my there vagina... We go. We're back. Love, 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 love... Oh, here we love go. Love that I have to mention is that she is unbelievable mm. at delivering the most magical orgasms <laughs> And she's generous with Ooh. those orgasms. I've never had a problem orgasming 
ever in my life. And I am so grateful for that. And I don't know what the reason is, Mm. but they just come. And (laughs) literally (laughs) in abundance. And it's fantastic. And um, yeah, I just love that that's sort of, I love that that's something that has always felt really natural and beautiful. And I've always felt connected to that. And I don't know what the reason is, but Mm. for some reason, my vagina is just able to orgasm. I'm able to have these magical, super. Oh, I think that was the end. I think she sent me two, but the other one, um, I I think we got what we needed. uh, That was really tough. That was really, really brave and super fucking vulnerable. I thank this person very, very much for sharing that because it's, it's a really tough subject when you feel like your fucking body is working against you and it feels chronic and you know we don't think of vagina problems or vagina issues as a chronic thing because we're grown up to believe every month you're supposed to be in pain that you're supposed to hate it that you're supposed to have this anger towards it and so when something else happens to it it gets swept under the rug usually and at least feelings wise, maybe not pro action, you know, you, you get it checked up and stuff, but it, your emotions get swooped under the rug. And so I just want to thank this person for being very vulnerable. Um, and I, I know so many people can relate to that feeling of frustration. And again, like when I just even think about it, like the load of issues that I have with it, it becomes overwhelming. I suppress it. I put it in the back of my head and I think I just don't have time for this to care about this and the environment and the quarantine and like volunteering. So yeah, everyone just be, I wish I could say just everyone be kind to your pussy, but it's not that easy. Be kind to yourself and your pussy if you can. Okay. This is our last one y'all. Kelsey. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this episode. This is Leah. I love any excuse to talk about my pussy. Um, (laughs) I had a very long um, journey of learning to love it because my pussy, my vagina represents my femininity and my sexuality. Mm. And my pussy has been through a lot. Um, But she's resilient. Mm -hmm. Every time she takes a pounding... (laughs) She just gets right back up, baby. Um, But seriously, though, like, I've been through a lot with sexuality and um, even something as small as, like, in middle school when we would get our period and Mm. we would be embarrassed and Mm. wear our sweatshirt tied around our (laughs) jeans to cover the back and then, like, ask a friend for a tampon and you'd secretly hide it like it's chocolate. But it's like, no, I'm done doing that. So now I just proudly, like, ask friends for tampons in public and loud and proud just walk to the bathroom with it. So I have done, like, a full turnaround, I feel like. Um, My favorite thing about my pussy is... When it gets wet, because it knows that's how I know she's breathing, Um, and she's working, and I've really learned to, like, lean into the cycles of my period, and I'm on my IUD, so Mm. I actually don't fully bleed, but I still lean into, like, the seasons of my period, so if I'm feeling Mm. really shitty and PMS, I no longer pressure myself to, like go, 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 and perform mm-hmm. really well because now I've learned to accept the cycles and rhythms mm. of my body. Mm. Um, 
What do I hate about my pussy? Is Can't be anything. How big the bush got this <laughs> this quarantine? I actually just used a trimmer for it for the first time because my boyfriend said he would eat me out if Ooh. I um, if I trimmed it. So hey. that was win win for me. Um, Kelsey, I love you so much. Oh, love you, look, Olivia. I love my pussy more. Oh wow. <laughs> I can't think of a uh, better one to end on. Uh, I think that encapsulates the whole thing perfectly is that loving your pussy is a journey. It is up and down. It has roller coaster emotions and it is just like any other relationship. And that's why we should treat it as thus. We should treat it as its own entity, its own emotions and feelings. And if you are able to separate yourself from some of the things that are happening and know that it's not you, it is just the cycle of life or the uh, universe's way of doing its thing, getting rid of bacteria, balancing itself, gut health, all that stuff. Um, that kind of helps me is looking at it outside of myself and knowing that it's nothing I'm doing because I'm just doing what everybody else is doing, right? And it gets frustrating because you're like, why do I have to not eat sugar so that my yeast doesn't get all fucked up and my gut health is... <sighs> you just want to live a little. So be kind find that balance uh masturbate if you can uh, it always helps with endorphins and that rush and um guys that was the vagina uh crowdsourced episode if this is something you liked let me know because i would love to hear from you guys we did put a call out for the listeners and i think that we are going to release that over the next week on the social media accounts so we can all connect there don't forget to follow at ConfidentlyPod and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Autumn has done an amazing job of revamping all the socials. Me and Brooke were like, we're too busy. We're doing all these other million things. And we are giving so much stuff away. We are doing a book club. I'm so excited. This first one is called None of the Above. And it is about a woman who finds out she is intersex after she wins prom queen. So it's about a high schooler uh, coming to knowledge and finding out about what being intersex means. Uh, I'm really excited to read it. Uh, I'm going to download it on my Kindle, go sit out by the pool that my neighbors put out. They did an inflatable 12 foot pool in the middle of our courtyard. Um, that's what like a lazy Sunday sounds like, right? So don't forget to follow us on all those socials. Give us a review on iTunes if you can. It very much helps. Uh, share this with someone you love uh, okay our listeners were down last week I think it's because of the quarantine everybody's numbers are down but we gotta get back up sis um, and uh, don't forget we have merch I would love to put out a uh, tsunami punani under Fred's name so look out for that because I'm gonna make it happen uh, it's at teespring slash Kelsey dash Dara we've got so much fun stuff on there I love all the materials and I'm making sure that everything is nice and soft and fitted uh i did choose women's sizes so remember everything runs just a hair small so go up if you can i am 5'9 i'm pretty tall with long limbs and a long torso so i get a large because i like the stretch and i like it to be a little bit long and i always figured well if it's too long i can always crop top it or some shit um we're gonna have some sales soon there uh giveaways once more we have a quarantunes playlist happening on spotify thanks to autumn uh you just google confidently google you just spotify search confidently and secure you will see the podcast and our playlist uh let me know if you guys are jamming to that send us a picture of you jamming to that uh i can't 
we, I feel like we have so much going on. It's like, what else can I fucking plug? Nothing. Let's just go. Have a good Monday. Have a good week. I love you, Coffee Dots. I'll see you next week. Bye.